0: I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it.
1: The Battle of New York was the end of the world. This is the new world.
2: I am a soldier's angel through the eyes of a soldier through the... What were you after? The truth.
3: World peace. I'm a soldier's angel... You've got a hundred men at your disposal.
0: And now, it's a hand picked team in
3: a war of words between worlds. And yes, they're that good. No
0: one walks away from this battle.
1: Hello, Howlers, and welcome to another episode. Of Agents of Shield Cast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chipsawa, and joining me, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent?
2: I'm not the Ant Man you're looking for. Are you the giant man we're looking for? <laughs> I am not that either. Then <laughs> <laughs> who the hell are you and what you do with my Andy? I'm Obi Wan Kenobi, because it's Star wars <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Happy
1: Star Wars Day. Yes, may the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you tomorrow. And actually, over and where you are, it's Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo, yeah. Uh, I actually wore my Darth Vader hoodie to work. The one that looks like his chest plate. Ah, nice. <laughs> and I had my... Exclusive Disney uh, May May the 4th Star Wars t-shirt on. Mickey as a Jedi. I usually only wear wear it one day a year. (laughs) And then uh, one of the loot crates I got earlier this year had a set of BB-8 socks in it. (laughs) They're ugly-ass socks. They're orange. But uh, I I wore those uh, in honor of the day as well.
0: Nice. So,
1: so yes. May May the Fourth be with everybody today. So, so Andy, uh, we just did one of these. <laughs> you you yeah, have some a couple you, of days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not much has changed. You're still working on your house, and you're going to be yep. working on your house for a while. It sounds like. But. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to homeownership. <laughs> Uh, there is always a project, and if you don't think there is one, your wife will tell you of all the different projects waiting for you. <laughs> oh, and I also do not recommend uh riding your lawnmower uh down the sidewalk or in the street.
2: Oh, did uh did did you get uh, arrested for that one? Uh, I got pulled over. <laughs>
1: We've talked about it on the B team um a few uh, quite a bit actually uh, whenever my lawnmower breaks the 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 shop is literally less than a mile from my house, mm. and I have a riding mower and it's a pain you know I don't have a truck, so uh, finding a way to get it down there can be a challenge, and I think they charge fifty bucks to come pick it up. Uh, so usually, if it's drivable, I will ride it down to to the shop. Most of the way I can usually do on sidewalk, but there's about I don't know a quarter mile that I have to do the I I actually have to uh, ride in the bicycle lane on this on the street. <laughs>
2: are, are you allowed to ride in the bicycle lane?
1: I I don't thought you would be allowed. I don't know. I'm probably I'm not allowed to ride a lawnmower in the street. All right. I'm not even sure I should be riding it on sidewalks, but um some of the sidewalk was torn up, so I, I was riding on the street a little further than I usually go and Johnny Law came by and all of a sudden uh he's signaling me to pull into a driveway and he gets out of the car and his big Batman voice, Where are you going? Uh just another, I was literally two houses from my, my place. Mm. Maybe three. But um, mm. you know, it was it was I was you, you could see my lawn from where I was. Okay. And uh well stay on the sidewalk. Like <laughs> I was trying to get on the sidewalk, Officer Douchebag, but uh <laughs> it was all torn up at, up until here. So, but yeah, so yes, I got pulled over for riding a lawnmower in the street this week.
2: <laughs> that's that's a great story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we we refer to it as the redneck ride. <laughs> I just need I just need to put on the wife beater, get an old Swill walkie,
2: <laughs> and yeah, I'm ride. That conversation would have probably gone differently if you'd had <laughs> had a beer in your hand or something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I should
1: call it the hipster douchebag ride because I probably had a latte in my uh, e-cig with me, you know? <laughs> uh, so, Andy, we just did one of these episodes. There hasn't been much news, but I guess we need to cover it.
2: Yeah, just just a couple of bits and pieces. and uh, Most of this is just coming out of, like, uh, Mm-hmm. Basically, Civil War press tours. Okay. Um, Not nothing to do with Civil War. Like I'll put that out there right now. I'm going to mention nothing about the film at all, um, but just one or two bits and pieces that people have been saying to interviews and and whatnot. So, f- first of all, the uh, the Russo brothers have uh, said that they want Wolverine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, everybody wants Wolverine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I mean, not maybe not necessarily Hugh Jackman Wolverine, but a new Wolverine. And with the Infinity War, there is the potential that something could happen after that, because you don't know mm. how things are going to fall at the end of that, because reality, gems, and all that sort of stuff, you know, <laughs> mm. you can change anything, basically, in, in that movie and make it part of the plot. Can you change the fact
1: that uh, Fox has a license to the X-Men for life?
2: Um, No. The Infinity
1: Gem won't... The Reality Gem won't fix that one.
2: No, they won't fix that one. But, I mean, they could... I mean, they've got the agreement in place with Sony for Spider-Man. There's nothing that would... Yeah, I, I think money would be the only obstacle related really to getting this a similar agreement with Fox.
3: Fox is, ho- and
2: first of all, Fox has a successful X Men franchise. Hmm. Um, R- relatively successful, yeah, but I mean they're not hitting the same highs as like any of the MCU movies at this point.
1: No, they're not. They're not hitting those highs, but it's a successful franchise. They make money on the movies. Uh, they're fairly well liked. Most people have enjoyed most of the X Men movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they have no, they have no nothing to gain by giving it back or selling it back to Marvel.
2: No, no, it's not by selling it back. But I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't just combine universes. Mm. Or how? Or have, like, have them existing uh, in in a different universe up until the point of Infinity War, and then colliding the universes together, which is what I think will happen. Being, being in mind, we're still four years out at this point from uh, Infinity War happening, and four years ago, would you have thought Spider-Man would be in the MCU? Probably not.
1: Yeah, that that was not as contentious as the uh, Marvel. Fox relationship. Um, In terms of, well, it kind of ties into your other story, so we might as well get into that. That uh, Civil War is the first movie that really isn't going to give you any backstory as to what has happened beforehand. And that you need, going into the movie, hopefully you've seen the other movies so you
2: have an idea of what the hell's going on yeah and uh, I think you definitely need to have seen at least the Captain America films to understand what's happening in it, and probably the Avengers films as well as those yeah and
1: they said, look we're not afraid of alienating a few uh few people with this movie who won't have a uh who might not understand uh the the history and the backstory i'm I understand and you know me. That's not a problem. You, that's not a problem. My wife, that's not a problem. My mom, my nephew, bit of a problem. My nephew has seen uh, the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. And I take him to any of the Marvel movies when he's available uh, to, mm-hmm. and, we can, and we can set it up. So he's seen Guardians. He's seen both Avengers. He mm-hmm. might have seen one or two more. I can't recall. Um, but... My mom, she she hasn't seen any of them as far as I know. She's seen Ant-Man. Um, so <laughs> her going in and not understanding, you know, not having the background, it'll be interesting to see what she thinks. I will try and give her a primer in the car on the way there. But... Um, <laughs>
2: so... Uh, he, yeah, I, I do, I know I know what you're getting at, like, uh, and I will say that when I went to see Civil War, we did go with one person who had never seen any of the mm-hmm. MCU movies mm-hmm. before, and after the movie, I asked him <laughs> what he thought of it, and if he was able to follow it, and he said, and he was like, yeah, I was a bit confused at times, I didn't know what was going on, <laughs> I didn't know who these people were, I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> But, I mean, how could you not have seen any of these movies at this point? Like, (laughs) realistically, how does this happen?
1: (laughs) you know, okay, my mom's older, you know, (laughs) obviously. But, Mm. um, you know, my dad wasn't a big fan of going to the movies. And Mm. I don't think they rented or did much in terms of pay-per-view for movies. You know, if they – and I doubt they watched – what channel is that? TNT? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's TNT. It's one of those channels that seems every. This seems to have the movies on twenty four um, seven, because every time we watch a show uh, on that channel, the DVR has gotten the last two minutes of what was ever on first uh, before yeah. it. It's always an. It's always a Marvel movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I, I doubt she's seen any of them. Uh so and I I, I think it's kind of arrogant. I think, I, 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 think I, totally- I think you're starting to have, you know, too much I, I understand why they're doing it, but at the same time uh you, you need to be able, they need to be accessible. And if they're not accessible, how are you going to make a billion dollars on, uh, on, uh, uh, not Age of Ultron, Infinity War? You know, it's going to be one of the biggest budgeted movies of all time. You obviously are, you're obviously looking to make, uh, somewhere probably between 1.5 and 2 billion on it. Mm hmm. And if people have, uh, and if a bunch of people go in there and they have no idea what's going on and they haven't watched the movies, the movies before, they're gonna come out saying, "I have no idea what what happened there because I don't I don't know anything about this," and they're gonna give it bad, uh, you know, bad uh, word of mouth. And then the other problem is if you get out that, well, you really should see the other 13 movies before this, or however many it is by then,
2: Mm -hmm. people are going to say, fuck you. (laughs) Uh, I I don't want to do homework. I want to watch a
3: fucking movie.
2: (laughs) The the only people that that is a problem for, I would say, is people, young people just now. Like, say, for example, like my daughter's six. She's not really old enough to be going to the cinema to see movies like Civil War and stuff like that. Just, just yet. She's ne- nearly there. Um, like, uh, Probably by by the next Avengers movie she'll be, she'll be fine. She'll be able to go to it. Mm-hmm. But with her, like, I'm going to have to sit her down and go through all the movies. Mm-hmm. Now She's seen Avengers mm-hmm. um, but, uh, and she's seen Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, but hasn't seen any other ones. So I'm going to have to sit down with her and watch all the other ones. Now, I don't mind doing that. I, l- I, l- I love those movies, so I've got no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. But that's the only people that I would say is going to be a problem for because I mean what 2008 Incredible Hulk came out like she wasn't even yeah. born and that came out so and by I the haven't even Civil- seen
1: that Hulk movie.
2: Okay, I mean anyway, it's not essential viewing, but I mean there is a character in Civil War uh, that is in that movie and hasn't been seen since that movie. So if you want the backstory on him, you're going to need to watch Incredible Hulk. <laughs> okay.
1: Um. So I mean. I guess I will reserve judgment until I've seen Civil War as to whether or not I think that was a good choice or not. You know, we were talk- my wife and I were talking. I'm picking up uh, my nephew Friday afternoon, and my wife was saying, "So are you? Are you the two of you going to watch uh, Winter Soldier Friday night?" So I'm gonna leave that up to him. If he wants to watch it, we will. We both decided that nobody should be subjected to Captain America the First Avenger. Uh, so we yeah, that, that's a great movie. Like, that's <laughs> I, a great it's war movie. The
3: most boring movie of all
2: time. But uh, it, I, I love that movie. It's a great It's a great war movie. So so we will we
1: will we will see what zev wants to do he did want to you know you could even say the same thing about star wars going in and seeing the force awakens without seeing the original trilogy pr- probably diminishes the movie at the very least i, yeah, I mean even gonna, though it is just even if it's just a new hope too but um, <laughs> there, see, seeing it without the original trilogy, the context of the original trilogy, probably, I guess you, I guess it's a starting point. I guess you could start there. It uh, knowing the history and the lore helps, but it wasn't mm. essential.
2: Let, let me put it in context of like other franchises, for example, right? Take into account Lord of the Rings, for one. You're not going to go and see, uh, like, if you go and see Lord of the Rings Return of the King, like, they're not going to pussyfoot around and tell you what happened in the right. first two movies. That's six hours worth of movie that, like, they wouldn't condense that into like a, a 10 minute, oh, well, this was what happened before. So, <laughs> you, you need to know, like, that going in. And they didn't. Like, they didn't make that movie as a standalone sort of movie. Same way with the Harry Potter movies. Like, when the time they got to Deathly Hallows, like, they didn't go back mm. and, like, get, fill fill in Harry Potter's backstory again in each movie. They just went, okay, this is the starting point for this movie, and then they move on from there. And those movies are massive movies, made tons of money at the box office, and uh, they they didn't lose out because of people not having seen the movies. The people that go and see these things are are generally people that have seen the movies before,
1: yeah, but that and see uh, you by doing that you shrink your potential audience if if it's not if it's not accessible to the general public and you're limiting yourself to people who have seen uh the previous movies and maybe they and I, you really don't need to s- have seen them all um and See, you could you probably need uh, probably <laughs> should have seen cap 1 and 2
2: yeah i would say for civil war you need to have seen cap 1 cap 2 avengers 1 avengers 2 and probably ant-man i would say going on
3: then. okay
2: like the the Iron Man movies, maybe, but I mean, you can get the gist of who Iron Man is from the Avengers movies, right? Uh, so I wouldn't say they're essential to to view in Civil War, but those other movies are. Um, I would say there's a couple of uh, well, uh, just to just to pr- prove your point wrong, Chip. Okay. The uh, in in the Harry Potter franchise, those last two movies are the highest grossing in that franchise, and Lord of the Rings: Return of the King is the highest grossing and it won the most oscars so like <laughs> i don't those movies made more money than the, than the other ones so they don't they're not really losing out on anything yeah but uh to prove you wrong they pro- <laughs> p- people would have
1: access to the blu-rays and dvds and you're talking true? you're talking okay you're talking 6 hours a movie that's a lot of fucking movie but uh in the in the, the case of civil war just taking the movies that you, you you put as essential, two Avengers, There, there's five hours a movie right there, two two Captain Americas, there's another, well, we'll just call it five there. So there's 10 hours plus Ant-Man. So you're up to about 11 and a
2: half hours. You'd probably be the same for the, the first six Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Which would would probably all be considered essential viewing to <laughs> to get to uh, see the final Harry Potter movie.
1: Yeah, but at least you have a roadmap on Harry Potter. Well, this is Harry Potter six, so I got to watch one, two, three, four, and five.
2: That well, road- they didn't, lab- they didn't label them like that; so they were all hmm. titled. So, yeah, it's not quite a road, well, not quite a roadmap but they're all at least harry
1: potter. 3 of the 3 of the 5 movies you recommended that people watch before they see civil war aren't called captain america. <laughs>
2: very very true, very true. <laughs> um, and I, I I would say that if you went and haven't only seen the first two cap movies, you would probably and and you didn't know anything about iron man or the other characters in the movie, you you would probably get confused at certain points in the movie. Mm-hmm about who these people were and what they were doing and whatnot but i do have a i do have two solutions for people very easy and one of them one of them's for marvel if marvel wants to do that okay fine all you need to do half an hour before the movie starts before all the trailers start put in like a 20 minute previously in the mcu you can show clips, little bits and pieces from the various movies, just to bring people up to speed with events that have happened before that will tie into events that happen in the current movie. Easy peasy. 20 minutes. Done and dusted. Spendy I, Wendy. I, I could literally make that video for them <laughs> and put it on YouTube. Yeah, right? and
1: that, I, I, and I, I don't disagree solution. with you. I, it is a great solution. It's also... Uh, a spendy solution, but uh, to an extent, I mean, yes, they have all the footage; they could do it, but there's still cost involved. Mm, and,
0: and, and and I that, like
1: the idea. I you know you know I like it when you have that thirty seconds. Uh, you know, previously on Shield, mm-hmm, yep. So you know they they hit the touchstones. They touchstones. Uh, they hit things. that... Uh, they show uh, precursors to things that uh, will make you pay under make you pay attention to certain aspects of the the episode you're watching. Um, so I, I I agree with that. I think it's a great idea, but sounds to me like they're too cheap or too lazy to do that.
2: And yeah, and I mean that that's the other thing though. There's no re- there's nothing that would stop them from making their own YouTube video with that and just putting it on their YouTube channel. Like, everything you need to know to watch Civil War. And that's great. Uh, And I would say
1: for 75% of the population, uh, they could probably go to YouTube and do it. But that requires more effort than most people are willing to give. You have (laughs) to put it in the theater uh Before the movie, and that mean and the theaters don't want to do that because then they have to give up that uh, key advertising time. And what? What do we get? A half hour of fucking trailers every time we go mm-hmm. to the movie now? Yeah, easy. So now you're taking, and so now you, you know, you have that twenty minutes of bad advertising before the trailers, then you have all the trailers, then you have this 20 minutes, then you have a two-and-a-half-hour movie. They want you in and out of that theater as quick as possible so they can get another showing in. Um, if you So you're adding another 20 minutes to the t- time that your theater
2: is tied up. True, but there is always like 20 minutes before those even first trailers start. Like, if you go in, like, right when, you can go in for the, like, as soon as the door opens, basically, as soon as they're like, okay, the item's cleaned out from the last view, and and now it's your turn to go in. If you go in right at that point, you've got 20 minutes before anything comes on the screen. Easy. Oh, see here,
1: that 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. you're getting advertising. You're getting Overwatch ads and infomercial stuff, like talking to the creators of overwatch you're getting (laughs) uh a there was a great star wars commercial for i don't even remember what the product was uh where the kid sent and built an r2d2 unit and sent it to a girl's house uh with his prom uh invite would you go to the prom with me or something it, it was a great. <laughs> it, it was. It was actually a really cool commercial, and I was actually sitting next to two uh, two fellow nerds, and mm-hmm. the, and the three of us were. He's getting laid. That's a <laughs> problem that ends up with him getting laid. You know. You know we, we. We. So we, we. It was just a great commercial like that. Uh, they'll do. I don't know. They'll talk to Bruno Mars about his new album. You know. So mm-hmm. it's twenty minutes of other promotions before you get to the trailers. So mm-hmm. in in a, most theaters in America that I've been to, they've already uh, found a way to fill that empty screen time with something that they make money on. So once again, you would be taking that away. You would be taking that away. I agree. I think a previously in the Marvel Universe thing would be great but it has to be part of the package you can't rely on you know if I, if i took like i said my we're taking my mom to the movies she loves to go to the movies my dad never wanted to go um but she can barely operate her ipad and mm. you know telling her well you should go to youtube and watch this 20 minutes might be beyond her and might mm-hmm. be beyond the effort. Uh, once again, it's like, what? I need to do homework before I see this movie? Mm-hmm. So it, it has to be in the theater. But I, I love the idea and I totally agree with it. I just don't think that Marvel and the theaters want to um, give up all that revenue, Marvel by having to produce this thing and the theaters by uh, shortening their commercial time, screen time for this. But yes, I think, I think, especially going forward, and I think part of your article, the other thing that really scared me was them starting to already talking about reboots on the Marvel universe and that Iron Man and Captain America have already gotten too dense. And that mm,
2: ca- that ca- maybe maybe but um I, I think like infinity war is going to kind of shake everything up. I don't know how I don't know how it's going to play out but mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely going to shake shake things in MCU up. It'll be very different by the time all the chips fall from the End of Infinity War Part 2. But the other solution for people is to, like, seek out the content on their own. Like, go get the DVDs, watch them on... Most of the movies are available on Netflix. Watch them there. Mm. I mean, the DVDs aren't that cheap, aren't that dear now. You can pick... Or Blu-rays or whatever. You can pick them up relatively cheaply. And um, the other thing is you could also seek out podcasts like ourselves who cover all these things in great depth. And you, you, can, you can find all, all that stuff. And, like, we've covered... All the movies mm-hmm. up to this point mm-hmm. and you can go back and and find all that stuff and uh there's also tons and tons and tons of YouTube videos that will tell you exactly what has happened date in the m c u tons of them up to it and including civil war
1: yeah <laughs> um this article uh no it's just it's not an actual uh the one you you linked us to. I was just trying to see that because there's the big picture of previously in the MCU. I said, "Ooh, is this a trailer?" So maybe I'll have my mom come over twenty minutes before and say, "Here, watch. You need to watch this before we go yeah. to the movie." <laughs> um, I may actually go and see if I can find one of those tomorrow night and say, "Hey, mom, don't come over at ten, not at eleven. We mm-hmm. want there's something yeah. you need to watch." Um, <laughs> but you know, tell it saying that. Iron Man, the Avengers, Captain America are too dense after two or three movies? That's bullshit. You know, before there was any real reboot of any of these characters, Marvel had 500 issues on most of those uh, titles out. Somewhere between three and 500 issues of Mm -hmm. Thor, Iron Man, Avengers. They all had reached, uh, I th- probably somewhere, because I had stopped reading, so probably close to four hundred. I know Thor was well over four hundred.
2: Yeah, fantastic. I mean, like, man was like seven hundred. Yeah,
1: so saying that it's too dense after three movies—that's mm. <laughs> bullshit. Um, yeah, that is bullshit. Uh, that they all need a reboot, that that would crush me. I think, you know, you've built up this great universe. Yes, uh, you have history. You have tradition. You have lore. You have uh, characters with a past. That's what we wanted. We don't want uh, a rebooted Spider-Man every three damn movies.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, you know, at the same time that I'm the one saying that uh, you're making it inaccessible to new people, at the same time, the, the nerd in me is saying, but I've invested in these 16 movies. I've sat down. I've watched them. I've paid to see them on the big screen. I've bought the DVDs. You can't just Say okay, clean slate. I mean, that's what they do now in comic books every two to three years, and it's
2: bullshit. But um, yeah, I don't like how they keep rebooting, especially with with Marvel these days. Because I mean, they went so long with like having continuous numbered issues and stuff like that with with like Thor and uh, and Cap and Spider Man and whatnot. They were like up well in the many many hundreds, and now they've rebooted them all multiple times in the last say five six years. Mm-hmm. to back to number ones. Because number ones sell well. <laughs> That's basically why they're doing it. They're like, oh, are yeah. oh, I would just reboot it. Reboot it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that was... And
1: sometimes... Yeah. I, Well, basically, a new creative team comes in and they're going to take a new look at the character... Uh, You know, and DC did the... You know, the New 52, I jumped in on that. I bought in... I I drank that Kool-Aid. You Mm. know, that, okay, they're going to reboot everything. They didn't reboot shit. (laughs) Yeah. They rebooted the Justice League. And everything else... You know, Batman still had three different Robins, all uh, somehow back alive uh, all the character, you know, all the various Green Lantern plot lines for the last 10 years were still there. You had the Purple Lanterns, the Orange Lanterns, uh, Blackest Day, Darkest Night had taken place. All that shit was still part of
2: their backstory, and I didn't know about any of it. So, um, I think their worst offence, like, and both Marvel and DC do this, is that they try to, like, get multiple books out every month based on their, like, best-selling characters. So, like, you'll end Mm -hmm. up with, like, four different Batman comics a month and stuff like that. Like, that's nonsense. You should have one Batman book. And one Spider-Man book. One Wolverine book. You don't need more than one.
1: That's
2: (laughs) kind of milking it. It is, but people buy them, and people,
1: you know, there have been, there were two Superman and two Batman books going back since the 60s. You had Action Comics, and you had Superman, and you had Detective Comics, and you had Batman, and then uh, from there, you know, in the 80s, 90s, yeah, they expanded into four or five books a month. It was basically there would be a new Batman and Superman title each week. That was the plan, um, and you know I really wasn't against that. You know I it was they were different stories, they were different storylines uh, that might have been uh, with different creative teams, and it worked. So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, the, the rebooting you know er, getting to issue 25 and then uh, canceling the comic and starting it up fresh two months later, yeah, that that gets a little annoying too, uh, but I guess that's the way comics are these days. Mm. And movies, well, think about it, by the time Infinity War comes out, what that's two years, three years away.
2: Um I think yeah I think the first one's in ni- 2019 2019? so yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So 3 years away at that point uh there will be 11 years since the start of the quote unquote Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um hmm. like you said your daughter wasn't even alive when the first movie came out. Uh, nope. Are these movies available readily available? Yes, like you said Netflix, Blu-ray Pay per view, uh, most cable channel. Like I said, there's, I can't. I think it's TNT. Pretty much runs these movies uh, all the time. It seems so. Uh, there's still access to them. Are people? Uh, there will be people that will go and seek them out, but I think more most people are too lazy for that. And <laughs> I, uh, I think. While I hate to see it happen, at some point, they're gonna have to say, "Yeah, we're starting over," and that will suck. And just just like uh, Disney retconned Star Wars, you know, we, you had <laughs> yeah. forty years of side projects. You had games. You had comic books. You had novels. You know, I read probably thirty star wars novels in the 90s uh and then saying yeah none of that none of that counts we're start uh we're not
2: keeping any of it tv shows as well yeah we threw a few tv shows yeah that that worries me
1: And we we've I've have said that I think maybe the television universe should split from the the cinematic universe, just because a they're getting the short shrift on it because uh, it only goes one way, but maybe it, it, the Marvel universe is massive. And taking something that massive that works in print and in comics and in that medium does not necessarily translate to a media format which costs millions and hundreds of millions to produce a quality product. Hmm. And that it's one of the reasons why up until... Um, probably uh, this century, we'll, we'll go back to 2000. There wasn't a good live action superhero movie or television show.
2: Nope, no, you're right.
1: I think the best one, and it was in the 90s, would have been uh, the year Flash, and that only lasted like six or eight episodes, and it was so. Ex- it, while uh, the ratings were good, the reason it got cancelled was it too expensive to produce.
2: Yeah, I mean before that, they had like the, the old Incredible Hulk show and things like that. But I oh, mean, the Incredible Hulk was horrible. Really, they didn't really do the characters justice. And I think there was a Spider Man one as well. and oh, the, that Captain was even worse. <laughs> that terrible, terrible Fantastic Four movie in like the nineties. Uh,
1: the the I I saw the Hulk it's as a kid. It was horrible. Mm Uh, I saw the Spider-Man when my parents would let me stay up and watch it. Uh, that was pretty bad, although back then it was cool because it was Spider-Man on the television thing. Uh, there were a couple horrible Captain America movies. There was a bad Doctor Strange movie. Uh, there was a bad Justice League
2: movie. But then those are all cancelled out because it was How the Duck.
1: And then there's the greatest movie of all time, Howard the Duck, <laughs> which did come out on Blu-ray recently. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so I have to. I, I'm gonna. My computer's doing evil evils. Um, you're, you're popping in and out a little bit. Uh, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I can't hear you very well.
1: Uh, let me, let me try. Let me try shutting down uh, my web browser. I think that's what's killing it here. Um, God, this thing is just clocking like anything. So, I don't know. Uh, I get very worried when you start talking reboot and you're only maybe 18 movies in at that point.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, The one other news story that I wanted to mention was Avengers Infinity War, part one and part two. Right. Are not going to be called that. That's not their titles. (laughs) Which is very strange because they, I mean, they announced them, they had the logos and everything for Avengers Infinity War. But yeah, they're going to be two basically completely different, mostly unrelated movies that are going to have different titles. So, uh, h- how does that play out? Like,
1: Well, do you have... Could you call one Infinity War and
2: the other one Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, you could do something like that. I think that's that's probably the way to go. Like, have the first one as Gauntlet and the second one as War. Or uh,
1: do, th- do you call it the Secret Wars?
2: You it, it could do, yeah. Or Secret Invasion, or uh and siege any of these you could you could pick from but yeah not going to be called infinity war part one and part two it's an odd choice
1: and the reason mm. it's odd is a that this is what we've been building up for to for 11 years at that point Mm-hmm. yep you know uh We kind of got a glimpse of what was coming when we first saw Thanos. What was that at the end of Thor? Avengers, Avengers. uh, first Avengers, the first Avengers. Avengers. Okay. Um, Those the after credit scenes can uh, I can't keep track of, but um, (laughs) and you know so saying that telling us for the last uh, let's call it eight years. Uh, that we were getting the uh, Infinity War and now saying, no, we're just going to call it the Happy War or whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead, yep. just is like, huh, what? I th- I'm starting to think that Marvel, Marvel needs to be taken down a notch or two. You know, they think they they think they can crap out anything, and it is going to make a billion dollars. And so far, that has pretty much been the case. But um, I don't know if there's PR people, uh, focus groups getting involved that could uh, dilute the original vision.
2: Yeah, possibly, but I mean the the one thing that I don't want them to do with with the titling for that movie is call it Avengers Infinity War, and then have another subtitle on it. I don't like that, um, because over here they title all their movies like Marvel's, whatever Marvel's Doctor Strange, Marvel's Ant Man, so this one would be Marvel's Avengers Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, like that. That's too many words in a title. Too too many, like suffixes. Too many colons and dashes and hyphens and whatnot. You don't. You want your movie to be, it's Captain America's Civil War. It's, I well Iron Man went with numbers. It's a, uh, what's the other ones? Uh, Thor Ragnarok, like like that sort of thing. You don't want to have too many dashes and colons and and whatnot in your mm. in your titles. So that worries me a little little bit that they're going to do that.
1: Well, I think it goes back to what we were saying that they're starting to say that the the universe is too dense, mm. and is is it getting to the point where um, it's becoming a little unmanageable, uh, over over the top, where now
2: you're you have to colon the colons. <laughs> yep, yeah. and like if you look at. Even over in DC, though, like, look at Batman v Superman. It did not need to have the Donna Justice subtitle at all. It added absolutely nothing to the movie at all having that subtitle. They should have just not had that.
1: Mm. I'm not against... Well, the reason I'm not against it, or I, I thought that worked, was because it's basically, this is uh where our movies start. Because, yes, I know the Superman was the first one and it is intrinsically tied to this movie. But uh, this was their launch pad. And this is the movie that's going to lead into the creation of the Justice League. And you're going to get the first hints of the Justice League in this movie.
2: True, but I just I don't think the the movie benefited at all from from having that subtitle, and uh, I I think the same if and they go with more subtitles on Infinity War.
1: See, I I th- I like the idea. I think it works because what it does, you know. Once again, getting back to our uh, people going in, it's hard to get people to see Avengers three if they mm. haven't seen Avengers one and two, they feel like mm. they're coming in, in the middle of the story. And to an extent you are, uh, mm. but at the same time, uh, so, so you alienate part of your audience with Avengers three, you don't you alienate less of them. If you call it Avengers, the infinity war. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, st- when you start doing the number thing, uh, with each with each higher number, less people see it in most instances, uh, yep. because they they feel that uh, they're coming in in the middle of something, and they don't know the the backstory. I'm that way with games a lot of times. A lot of a lot of times, uh, I won't play play a franchise because I haven't played the first two, th- three or four games in it. And there there are exceptions and it's worked out and I mm. you know I realized that maybe I didn't get the inside jokes in uh, Saints Row because I only played three and four and there's probably a couple things that me, have a lot more significance to people that played the first two as well that than mm. I found but you know it was, you know I went in knowing that and I didn't have a problem with it or I overcame my problem with it uh so that's that's just uh and and that's just human nature so that's why you have the subtitles instead of calling it batman v superman one you call it batman v superman the dawn of justice and then you can have the afternoon of justice, <laughs> the dusk of dar- of justice, <laughs> the twilight of justice.
2: I like it. Every every movie yeah, should yeah. be called that from now on. Yeah. So,
1: um, <laughs> nice. the afternoon delight of justice. You know. <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, and th- and that's subtle. You know, mm. the dawn of justice. You know, it could have been Batman v Superman, the first
2: one. Mm. Well, I mean, Marvel did that it was Captain America, the first Avenger, the first Avenger. <laughs> there was no need for that subtitle. No, there really wasn't. But <laughs> it, it,
1: there, there. You're right. There wasn't a need, but at the same time, it worked great because it pulled in the keyword avenger so we knew that uh he was going to be the first one recruited as an avenger yep and so yes uh while it wasn't needed it worked like a charm it did indeed you know they they could have called the winter soldier which is you know they used a uh famous and well respected storyline in Captain America uh they could have called uh Captain America 2 The Fall of Shield.
2: Mm yeah they could have definitely.
1: And the in that uh the, I the, I would have liked that better.
2: Mm, <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: Because but- you know, shields on TV. Mm. So maybe that would have you know, Winter Soldier was a phenomenal movie, still one of my favorites, and uh, did very well in the box office. And the Winter Soldier is a very obscure reference that 99% of the people out there who uh, probably didn't know who the Winter Soldier was before that movie came out.
2: Probably not. theres is a good storyline in the comic book, though. Well, mm-hmm. well worth reading mm-hmm. if you've if you've not read it. And I haven't. But um, the
1: so the but but I don't know if that had the quote unquote marketing hooks that the first Avenger has. Mm-hmm. Although it did do better at the box it, office, so. It 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 oh well, yeah people enjoyed the first one there was good spin Pro, people probably saw it uh saw the Blu-ray at home and were, were willing to go see the next and see it and and the ads were phenomenal
2: hmm. and I think they'd get a good bump off of the of Avengers movie as well
1: yep so you you had a lot of things the movie had a lot of momentum uh going in so. And yes, these movies are going to do well, and they're going to do well until they stumble. Hmm. And you can stumble with Doctor Strange. You can stumble with the Black Panther. You can stumble with Captain Marvel. They are not your A-list heroes in any way, shape, or form. You know, uh, you stumble with... Well, I thought they stumbled with Iron Man three uh,
2: mm. to an extent. The or y- the, the, bo- the box office definitely disagrees with you there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a massive movie.
1: I really need to watch it again. Uh, that, that's another one that I dozed off in hard in that it's one. Not, n- not a great movie. No, um, but uh, so until they stumble uh, commercially and critically. They're going to keep doing exactly what they're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, when I have a a feeling that Civil War will set all types of records, at least for Marvel movies. It'll probably be their biggest grossing movie. Remember, Age of Ultron we thought was going to be their greatest movie of all time. A, it was we had a lot of issues with it. It was still a great movie, but we had a lot of issues with it. And B, it didn't beat
2: event uh, the first Avengers movie. Yeah, Civil War definitely has the potential to to beat them at the box office, and like it did really well. And it's like open uh, week overseas.
1: Yeah, it's already at two. It was already at two hundred million. So. Mm. Uh, and you know obviously it's getting better reviews than uh, Dawn of Justice which did phenomenal the first week mm. and then just tanked afterwards yep. So, Yeah. alright we really we've gone on way too long Jesus <laughs> o- almost an hour on uh, a couple of news stories this is supposed to be a short show why don't we get into this week's episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because that's what this show really is about.
2: Yeah, the most important thing in the
1: MCU. <laughs> okay, we took a quick break because we want to try and get a better Skype thing. You were fine on my end, by the way, but Annie was having a hard <laughs> time hearing me, so uh, we took a quick, ba- quick break. We're back, and now we're going to start talking about... This week's episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was called what, Andy? Failed Experiments. So I thought this was a great ep- title.
2: Yeah, it was a great title, yeah. Uh, season 3, episode 19, this is. So uh, this week's episode kicked off with a flashback to the origins of Hive. Uh, we see him as a young kind of African tribesman. I think he's probably Wakandan based on the way that that place kind of looks with the mist and stuff like that, I would say that's Wakanda that he's in.
1: Might explain the vibranium being something, a metal maybe not of this earth, and why there would be
2: deposits of it. Potentially, yeah, potentially. Um, So we see him hunting a boar with a spear, and you see him kind of like, see the way that he is kind of like leaping around and stuff like that? It just kind of gave me that sort of like Black Panther type vibe. He's definitely not the Black Panther, but it, ge- it gave me that sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, we see him hunting a boar with a spear, and he then sees a ship crash and runs away, but he gets captured and then experimented on by two Kree Reapers. Uh, they use their own blood to transform his DNA and make him into an inhuman, and we see him go into like a inhuman husk. Uh, uh, we find out that they also made other Inhumans at the same time. These are like the first Inhumans, so they're like the ancestors of uh, Daisy and Lincoln and whatnot. Right. Uh, Hive basically plans to recreate this experiment on the last three Hydra people that managed to evade capture from Shield. <laughs> <laughs> the three stooges that are unnamed. <laughs> we don't know who they are. They're just nobody. Now back over at Shield HQ, Lincoln frets about having nothing to do. He's a little whiny bitch. He is and a whiny bitch. Yeah, this episode all he did was whine the uh, entire episode. Give <laughs> me that murder void vest switch. <laughs> yeah. And Fitz and Simmons tried to come up with an anti But I don't to wanna
3: fight. stay back <laughs> at the base. I wanna do something. I'm bored. <laughs> She's <laughs> my That's girlfriend. My Why can't I help? <laughs> I can help! There's a lot of things I can do. They don't call me Sparky for no reason at
2: all. Spark, spark plug. Spark plug. <laughs> the best nickname ever. <laughs> but yeah, um, Fizz and Simmons tried to come up with uh, an antitoxin to fight the hive parasite. And they kind of compare their uh, bad experiences from, from last week. Dealing with uh, Hive and uh, and Daisy. Simmons so definitely had the, the worst experience there. Yeah, I, I, th- that was a great interchange.
1: She yeah, wins. was really funny.
2: Yeah, she definitely wins. She wins. Uh, but they mentioned they have no one to test their potential vaccine on. So Lincoln obviously volunteers. I'll do it! I have do. nothing else to do! <laughs> 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 else
3: to do. I want to help! She's my
0: girlfriend!
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got time. I, I got nothing else to do here. And I'm not allowed to leave, so yeah, I, I'll do it. Um... We also see Coulson watching as the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. servers try to find Daisy on CCTV cameras and eventually they find her in South Wyoming in a town that was bought by one of Malik's shell corporations. Uh, Coulson thinks that it's probably a trap because Daisy is a highly trained spy who wouldn't allow herself to be caught on camera so easily, especially because it was her that programmed the software that found her. Um, Mac reckons that she's still resisting in some way like Hive's control and basically wants them to come and find her Uh, Coulson disagrees but they are going in anyway Um, not to rescue Daisy though they're going in to try to kill Hive and we then see Hive criticizing S.H.I.E.L.D. for creating soldiers and building giant battleships that float in the sky he's got a point Uh, yeah he does he does a little bit and Daisy says that, well, so sometimes the world's greatest miracles happen by accident. Um we find out that Hive was kicked off of Earth because people got scared of him and fear-bred paranoia, which led to civil war. Yes, and there
1: is a, line, there is a tie-in here where he says, you know, only billionaires can make suits of uh, armor and... Only governments can uh, fund scientific experiments to create super soldiers. And that just leads down the path to civil war.
2: Yeah, so it leads to a war of its own. And yes. uh, Daisy does say that oh, not much has changed, really, which is obviously kind of alluding to the fact that we're about to go into civil war. Like this takes place just immediately before civil war. Yep. Not that you would know it from there. Like you, you kind of when they when he was saying these lines, you kind of went, "Oh, hashtag it's all connected." <laughs> like it was as if the, like it was as if somebody had written that into the script, just like, oh, Civil so was coming up?" Oh, let's put this in. But yeah, basically, uh, Hive plans to employ a more collectivist philosophy. It, essentially, his plan is to make everyone an inhuman, yeah, level the playing field, so to speak. It's Ber- he, He's the Bernie Sanders of villains.
1: <laughs> He's going to give everybody powers.
2: Yeah,
1: mm. that's lost on you, I know.
2: Yeah, I don't know who is, but Bernie, okay. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is, Bernie
1: Sanders is one of the candidates running for president over here who mm. uh has a very socialist point of view. Mm. And the joke, you know, uh you know, just because you uh, you have a billion dollars, you should give me 500 million. Okay. You know, uh, share. I'd be... It I'd be done, yeah, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, the joke is somebody like would take a... Uh, he would have, you know, one of his campaign signs that you put on your lawn. I don't know if you guys do that over there, but, yep. uh, uh, you know, Sanders for president. They tear it in half and put a note on... The sign saying uh, I took half uh, um, I, I tore your sign in half because you had one and I didn't have one <laughs> you know so
2: that's a good one yeah so yes
1: so he's the Bernie Sanders of villains because he's gonna give everybody superpowers
2: yeah but I mean yes it works well in theory and like communism socialism and all that sort of stuff like it, in theory it works but it never works in practice. Like, look, look at We the, are not at going to start debating you. Yeah, and I tend to
1: agree with you for the most part, but yes, we are not going to start discussing social, political uh, <laughs> theories like socialism on this show.
2: But I, okay Co- come on. Guess. If you want to guest on
1: the Social Dozen, <laughs> I will be happy to have you on one of my episodes. And we can we can uh, discuss socialism.
2: But this plan of Hive's is a terrible plan because if you give everyone superheroes superpowers, they're just gonna end up fighting each other. Like literally, that's what would happen. Yeah. And I would I would love to see that, but I don't. It's it's a bad plan. (laughs) But I mean, obviously his plan like he can control inhumans, so his plan is basically to create a massive inhuman army that. Is that his beck and call? It would be everybody essentially, like six, seven billion people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, that's a powerful army. And <laughs> um, so, uh, Radcliffe then tries his experiment, uh, his method of changing the uh, three hydro people into inhumans. And it does not work, <laughs> it goes very badly wrong and they all melt. Yes, that
1: would be considered a <laughs> failed experiment.
2: Yes, 100%, a failed experiment. (laughs) Um, Mac and Daisy, Mac and Daisy, Mac and Daisy? No, Mac and May then uh, briefed the S.H.I.E.L.D. Red Shirts on the mission and their weapons. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but um, this is the first time in a little while we've seen, like, random S.H.I.E.L.D. agents get some scenes in the show. Yes, they let the Red Shirts talk. And it was like... It was a breath of fresh air. I was like, holy shit, who are these people? Like, uh, they even mm-hmm. gave one of them a name in the episode. That the, the girl was called Piper. I'm like, wow, they, they've they actually, like, given these people dialogue and, like, a little bit of character and whatnot, which I, I thought was quite interesting. And, and see, the second, that like, I think there was two of them that, that spoke in, the, in that kind of first exchange, like, I turned to my wife and went, these two are both dead. Like, they're going to die. <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah. Um, Mac mentions that he took his eye off the ball and he wants to make things right. And May is not May is not not keen on going after after Daisy. <laughs> yeah, we also see Simmons telling Lincoln that the, the antitoxin could kill him, and she tells him that he's being a lovesick fool trying to make a, a grand gesture. And you kind of see like Fitz in the background here, and he does this sort of, sort of like shuffle. Like and puts his head down because obviously this is what he did for her. Mm-hmm. Like he he he'd probably be doing the same thing as Lincoln in Lincoln's shoes because remember he dove through a hole in the universe to save Simmons. Oh yeah, and, I mean yeah. But he he does kind of agree with her. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay, I agree with you. Um, because it is dangerous, but there is a chance it could work and. Someone says, well, Daisy would never want someone acting so recklessly to save her. And Fitz is glad that it's not up to her. (laughs) Their first fight? Oh. (laughs) Well, their first fight since they've knocked boots. Yeah, yeah. So, now, over at the Hive Town Bar, James and Daisy play pinball. Uh, Now, I don't know, what pinball machine was that? Was that a specific one, or was it just... I wasn't paying close enough attention. Cause I had to look at it and it kind of looked like a Star Trek one, but obviously, <laughs> it, I thought it would have been cooler if they had like a Star Wars like pinball table and there were like a Disney one or an Iron Man one or something like that. But but no, it was just a kind of generic space pinball table, I think. But yeah, um, as they play pinball and James kind of tries to flirt with her, but uh but she's tied to stinking Lincoln. <laughs> Why nae stinking Lincoln?
3: I want to save my girlfriend. I'm bored. I'm going to stick this needle in my arm.
2: <laughs> and uh, Daisy put her glass on the pool table, which is apparently a big no-no. Yeah, you don't put a glass on a pool table. You
1: you can't, uh, you'll ruin the felt. <laughs> okay,
2: because my wife is my wife is like, what is she doing putting her glass on the pool table? Yeah. She can put her glass wherever she wants. No, no, Daisy, no, no, hey. no, 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 no.
1: You don't put a glass on a pool table.
2: <laughs> See, I don't play pool, so it, it just yeah.
1: yeah. you would ruin the felt. the, the felt can't get wet. <laughs> you'll you'll ruin the you'll ruin it, and then uh, the ball will do weird things.
0: Mm,
2: like like what James does to it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we find, also find out that people don't really like James. I wonder why. Um, and that's why he had isolated himself before, and that's why he was all living out in the desert and amongst the minefield. They also kind of discussed that S.H.I.E.L.D. is on the opposite side of them, but Daisy has one way that it could end well. Make them understand. Basically, she wants to bring them into the Hive. Yes, okay, Daisy. (laughs) That's a terrible idea, but... uh, Dr. Radcliffe uh, tells Hive that it was Hive's fault that the experiment did not work. Also a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Not the thing you want to say to Hive. No, but he, he tells him that his DNA is basically no good for this because it's from a handsome but dead host and he didn't tell Hive this before because he was kind of scared of him uh, however he does want to make it work uh, but they do need live Cree DNA in order to make this experiment work uh, Hive then uncovers the Kree artifact and says if you were scared before you should be terrified now which I thought we were going to get to see something yeah ridiculous from that, but yeah. well we
1: do. We do. We do get to see something yeah. ridiculous.
2: <laughs> uh Coulson then briefs the shield team, which is gonna be led by Mac and May. Uh basically the plan is to kill Hive and essentially ignore the other inhumans and if he can't be killed, run away. Monty Python style. Very fast. Very fast, yes. Uh Fitz and Simmons are okay. They're they're not arguing about what had what happened to them and if, uh, she says that if she wanted a boyfriend who agreed with everything she said, she would have never broken up with Milton. He was the absolute worst with his stupid fat cabbage head. <laughs> <laughs> hi, I'm <hi>, Milton. <laughs> well, uh, she thought it was more of a Brussels sprout head. Brussels sprout, yeah. Uh, equally as bad. Yep. Cabbage is Brussels sprouts, horrible. Horrible things. Uh, and they, got, bacon and butter.
1: Bacon bits, a little cheddar cheese or Parmesan cheese, butter. You'll you, you will enjoy your Brussels sprouts. <laughs> the,
2: the the other one that I don't like is uh, cauliflower. Don't like cauliflower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Once again, yeah, cheese sauce. Put cheese sauce on it; it'll be great.
2: Yeah, I, I like cheese sauce. Yeah, you no, know. Cheese sauce makes everything
1: better. <laughs>
2: yep, it, it does. Uh, but yeah, basically they agree that they won't let work disagreements affect the relationship. Which is very smart. I would mm-hmm. also uh, advise anyone never to ever work with your significant other. Yeah. Don't fish off the company, pier. Definitely not. Terrible, terrible idea. It, it's going to end in tears. Or or probably deaths in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, they head back to the lab and they find Lincoln injecting himself with the antitoxin. He basically electroplodes and refuses an antidote to the antitoxin. Over Over at Hivetown the Shield team moves in uh, Macy's Macy's uh, James, who they, they keep trying to call Blowhard, going into the bar alone and she goes in claiming to be a hydroguard. and he immediately tries to chat her up and he he can't resist showing off to her and he, he shows her his Exploring Ball trick uh, May kind of acts impressed and sits and has a drink with him. And when she, she asks him, uh, what were you like before you got your powers? 100% awesome. <laughs> 100, sorry, 101% awesome, which is not a real number. So I, I think, uh, you know, when he
1: does the exploding ball thing, mm. she, she
2: should have said, they have medicine for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, so he he tells her about Hive's plan to turn inhumans, uh, sorry, to turn humans into inhumans, and kind of offers to, like, put her on the list to be turned. And um, Max says that there's uh, not a chance that this guy doesn't get his ass whooped. Uh, meanwhile, Hive wonders if Daisy can defeat what made her shield. Um, and she tells him that she wants to put her friends through the Cree experiment so she can save them. And she also says that if she fails and they won't comply, then she'll rip their hearts out. Uh, Hive tells her that the plans have changed a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, back at S.H.I.E.L.D. Base, uh, Simmons needs to drill Lincoln's brain to get the tissue sample. She didn't tell him about this before. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> you need to drill my brain? But, okay, He needs to make the grand gesture, so he, he goes along with it.
3: Okay, if there's no other way to do it!
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, James mentions that uh, Hive has a Ziggy Stardust thing going on and offers to introduce me to him sometime, but he's too busy right now. Uh, however, when she's kind of like, oh, well, I'll just leave then, he's like, no, 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 he, he just when he's done in the in the abandoned mining facility that he might still be in. And then May, having got what she wanted, knocks him out with the pool cure. She played him like a book <laughs> right through this whole exchange, and it was it was pretty awesome. I, I really enjoyed this this whole scene between them.
1: It was a great May scene.
2: And I mean, just and we haven't you know, had
1: like, a good May scene in a long time.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you've you've had a lot of good fight scenes with her and things like that, mm-hmm. but like this is her doing like boots on the ground spy work. And yes. Quite a while since we've we've seen anybody really do this sort of thing in in the show, but yeah, really good, really well done, and and she got exactly the information she needed out of them. Uh, so the shield team then goes in hot, and they mentioned that the safeties were never on, and we see Hive telling Daisy that Shield was coming for them. Uh, the shield team, however, doesn't find them; they just find this. Uh, the Cree radio, basically, which is the the shoot uh, the the Cree artifact things that have been combined, and it's basically a it's essentially a beacon uh, calling down the Cree. And Coulson recognizes the writing, which I believe is was like the stuff that he used to write. Mm-hmm. And Hive mentions that it's the ones that made Hive that are coming. Uh, we see a Cree satellite crashing down into the mining facility in. Uh, basically, the beacon called these Cree Reapers, who had been in stasis orbiting the solar system. Basically, they've come to clean up their mess. Uh, Hive says that he wants to rip out their hearts, and he tasks Daisy with getting blood from a living Kree. Uh, the shield red shots here are surprised by the aliens, which I thought was a bit weird. I don't... I don't know if if, uh, if if you caught that because the uh, the girl Piper, mm-hmm. said, "Oh, we're we not going to talk about the fact that an alien just landed here." I'm like, "Well, aliens have been around in the MCU for like four years now. We've we've seen them. Like, everybody knows about them. the Battle of New York was was aliens. Like, they were on fucking TV. So, why are you surprised that there's two aliens come here? Well, it's still not an everyday occurrence, Andy. Maybe not, but like they went, they don't fist through a hole in the universe. <laughs> he went to an alien planet, like uh, somewhere far but away. <laughs> he he's shield elite. She's a red shirt. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, maybe like because they would be like level seven, right? And maybe I ah, she would be like a level, say, level three. So they maybe wouldn't be privy to the same information. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Uh, one one of the Kree uh, finds two Alishas and kills one easily and then kills the other. This is the, the Ginger Ninja, mm-hmm. as we call her. Now, I don't know if these are the last two. I think they are. But, yeah, so if these are the last two, which I'm fairly sure the, the Prime is in there somewhere, looks like she's gone. Yeah, uh, but behind... just... I liked
1: the Alicia character.
2: Yeah, quite an unsatisfying end for her. I think and, um, yeah. I, I would think Lincoln would be a bit upset by that because she was his friend after all. Uh, the other Cree heads to the church, killing any Hydrogens that he comes across on the way. And Mac fuels a quake, so goes after Daisy. Uh, the other Cree finds Doctor Radcliffe and Daisy, who he calls inhuman filth, and he has a quite a cool fight with Daisy. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Daisy was really cool here because she basically uh, used her shield training combined with her abilities to quake um, to defeat the Cree Reaper and kind of snapped his spine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the other Cree Reaper, who Hive calls a Blue Angel, finds Hive in the church and they fight and uh, not as good a fight. No. It's a kind of downplayed fight. Uh, and we also we then see Dr. Radcliffe draining the Cree that Daisy took out. Uh, Mac then arrives to help Daisy and says that and this Cree the this Cree isn't dead. Like he's still alive, so they're planning to use him to drain the blood from him. And Mac says that mothering a blue alien uh, sorry, Daisy says that mothering a blue alien is the only way to save him. And they're gonna make him into inhuman. And she also says everyone and shield can stop trying to save her. Daisy has drunk all the Kool-Aid and she says that S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of messing with their heads long before Hive was ever around and she mentions that she used to be a hacker and Mac was a mechanic and S.H.I.E.L.D. turned them into soldiers. And Mac's like, well, the world is changing and they had to adapt and no one at S.H.I.E.L.D. made them do anything. Like, they kind of came to it of their own accord. Which is very true. Mm. Like, Daisy was not forced into anything. She... Is very much along for the ride, and, uh, and I would say she enjoys her role at Shield.
1: Yeah, yeah and there was her has, family, and yep,
2: Hive has done a number on her, definitely. And uh, Daisy kind of has a dig at Mac about Bobby and Hunter leaving and about him being a bad big brother to his own brother, Ruben. She also claims that she was spotted on CCTV, because she is no longer thinking like a spy. So Mac, kind of seeing that there's not really any hope for him to bring Daisy back in, uh, uses a splinter bomb to kill the Kree that they were draining the blood from, because if he can't save her, then he might as well save everyone else. Uh, Daisy then quakes him and punches him, uh, however he refuses to fight back, so she quakes and punches him, pinning him to the ground. Uh, Hive takes a bit of a beating from the Kree, who calls him a failed experiment, and Hive uses Daisy's line from earlier, sometimes the world's greatest miracles happen by accident, and Hive melts him. (laughs) Uh, Coulson tells the S.H.I.E.L.D. team to take the shot, so May and the rest of the S.H.I.E.L.D. team fire everything they have at Hive, including a rocket launcher fired by Piper, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but he just stands there and takes it, healing almost instantly. Run away! Run away now! Uh, Daisy starts to quake Max Max chest, and he's basically about to. Uh, she's basically about to kill him when Macy's her and shoots her in the shoulder. Uh, we then get an emergency evac via the shield porter cabin, and the mission has failed. Uh, hive plans to turn all humans into inhumans. Yeah, this is obviously the Terrigen bomb that we've kind of predicted, that's definitely on the horizon. And uh, Piper says, there is nothing that could stop that thing. So they, so they need to find something that can that can stop him. Uh, we then see Simmons visiting Lincoln, who is Simmons' prisoner of the, the whiny bitch, and informs him that the antitoxin cure does not work
3: i did all this for nothing I'm, uh, i stuck myself i i, I ex i twitched like a little bitch i almost died and it was for nothing man this is yep. the worst day <laughs> ever
2: <laughs> what's the ever for lincoln um, you know, Hive has managed. Hive extracted the Cree's heart, as discussed, and he mentions that Daisy failed him because Mac destroyed the Cree that needed, and they only got like a little bit of blood out, which is probably not enough for their experiment. And he says he has questions, but Daisy has ideas because Daisy has remembered that she has Cree blood flowing flowing through her veins because she was injected by the GH three twenty five after she was shot by Quinn. In season one, so there's a callback for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So drain her, drain Daisy, <laughs> and that's the that was the end of that episode. Now I have I have a I have a thought. Okay. Uh-oh. Yes, I know. Oh, so my thought is: is Daisy possibly in control of herself, at least partly, because we know that Hive can control inhumans. But if she has Cree blood that can be used in this experiment, that would make her essentially part Cree. And is it possible that that part is fighting back against Hive's control? I think that she is essentially manipulating him where where she can, so that she can buy time for Shield to get their act together enough to find a solution to take out Hive.
1: I don't disagree with you. I still think she's got a plan. Mm -hmm. And the only thing is she was just about ready to kill uh, Mac. Mm -hmm. And it it got a little too close there. Mm. And I, I I I got very uncomfortable with it, because I got
2: very I got very worried for Mac for a minute. Yes, <laughs> um, I, I I was like,
1: because I've always thought that yes, she's in control. She's actually playing Ward, because most women play Ward. As we find <laughs> yeah, out. that's
2: true. That's true.
1: That uh, you know, the only woman he ever really had any control over. Was Agent Thirty Three? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So, I I would love to see that. You know, at the end of this, uh, she just you know went into deep cover. But that scene with Mac got me very concerned, and the fact that she could kill a Cree, I mean, not even kill a Cree first uh mortally wound him i mean he wasn't dead but she cr- she vibrated his spine she pulverized the the Kree's spine cuz the doctor goes what was that popping sound she w- she said that was his spine that yeah. is just an extremely ruthless It's torture. I mean, she, she, I mean, even S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, I mean, her training is if you're going to kill somebody, you kill them. You don't shatter their spine and let them die slowly as you drain their their blood out of them. Mm
2: -hmm. And and I mean, even like if she was just supposed to incapacitate, Mm. then she could have just broken his legs. Like quake both his legs, and then he's right. not going to be able to walk around. So, I
1: I, I have issues. I I want to believe that she hasn't gone back for seconds on the Kool Aid, mm. but she might be on her third cup already. I I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's uh, it, 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 she's and can you go this far into cover and come back
2: um hmm. it's an interesting question and it 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 kind like this story kind of parallels like the winter soldier storyline okay like if you look at winter soldier it was all like mind wiped as well like uh and and uh, what was it and uh, brainwashed by Hydra to go and kill a bunch of people over over the years. If you remember, like the events of uh, when a soldier. Mhm. So that's kind of like what's happening to Daisy just now. Uh, I I
1: I agree with Mac that somewhere in there, in her subconscious. She is still I don't think she's in control, but she may be fighting for control, and if she can't actively uh you know if if her subcon- you know what whatever is buried deep in there is trying to at least affect maybe even sabotage mm. situations. Knowing that what she's doing is wrong, and that's what I, you know, and yes, I think ninety percent of this is hive. Ten percent of it is her probably wanting to be long the quote unquote family. I mean, I don't think you can get be more of a family than a hive. Mm. Um, you know, you ha- you not only do you share. Uh, feelings, emotions, uh, a sense of of belonging to a group, but the group is one in a hive. So I think maybe there is you know hopefully she is trying and maybe maybe uh it, due to the fact that she does have cree blood that is why maybe some of her subconscious is still there uh the other thing that i find a little odd is that she forgot she had cree blood in her you know why why didn't she think of that Before this,
2: that's that's true. But I mean, she's maybe using that as like a kind of get out of jail free card. Maybe where like all other options have been exhausted, and she's now remembered that. Or or it's possible that that Cree side of her had had repressed that, so that she wouldn't think of that when Hive was controlling her. Mm. So that Hive wouldn't realize about it. It just it was just a
1: little too uh, yeah maybe maybe it was uh, it's her last she would i but see if she knew that and and like uh she mentioned to hive grant ward knew that he was hmm. still part of the team when she got that cree blood transfusion
0: hmm.
1: so you know all once again, I, I'm going to throw it under shield logic at this point be, because <laughs> it was, yeah, that's a bit of a plot hole. Why didn't you suggest that before you called the Kree, Before he, uh, he went and called the Cree down?
2: Yeah, I think we're going to see that she has had some control the whole time and that she's been leaving little bits and pieces of breadcrumbs for them all along to follow. Mm. And I would. I would suspect Coulson knows about it as well. Like he, he would have had a moment of, like she would have had a moment of clarity with him because remember she did meet with him, and uh, when she was in captivity when they didn't know who was the, who was in, uh who was the kind of infected person. Remember when mm-hmm. they split up all the humans. Coulson had a meeting with her. And like had a conversation with her. I think she's told Coulson there that it's her, and he's and she's like, okay, I'll try, I'll try and do what I can to let you know that I'm okay and what Hive's doing.
1: Only thing is, is that well, I I guess I don't know exactly what memories Hive shares? Does he share her memories as well? I mean, the the Hive mind is a, you know, all the minds combined, usually. Mm. And if that's the case, well, then he would know of her betrayal and the, the, that she was playing him.
2: True, but, I mean, he doesn't seem to know her memories because if you remember mm. back, he called her Sky. Yeah. Like so, he doesn't. He doesn't have her memories. He's definitely got Ward's memories and anyone that he's been directly in control of. Mm-hmm. He's definitely got all their memories, like because he has all Ward's memories. But I don't think he has the other people's memories. So I think that that could work. Yeah, maybe. So, um,
1: that was the end of the episode. Yeah, that's it. We saw scenes from last week. It was a little choppy. We're we're coming to the end. I still don't see uh, a civil war tie into this. Maybe I'll see something after the movie, but
2: yeah, I think it's going to be a case of fallout from the movie. Like things that happen in the movie will be referenced in the next. I think it's ne- next week's episode is the kind of the tie-in one, so they'll, they'll reference events that happen in it, which will be cool. So, um. The yeah. the one thing worth notice noting from the scenes from next week was that James gets a chain, yes, like a, a hellfire chain, which looks pretty cool.
1: Which apparently he had in the comic book,
2: because he like did, I yeah. s-
1: said, uh, he had uh, he he was a descendant of the Phantom Rider in the comic book, oh. and he had uh, the whip, which yep. yeah, sounds like all right. We're pulling
2: in comic book references. Yep, I like that, and I hope they don't kill off James because, like, he's quite a kind of different character from what we've been used to seeing in shield. And I would like to see him get more like interactions with the team. Oh,
1: I definitely think he's not getting killed off. You need you need to replace Hunter somehow, mm-hmm. and yep. he he is the Hunter replacement. Mm. He's yep. he's got the funny accent. He's
2: a bit cocky, and he's even more obnoxious than Hunter. Yeah,
1: and he's got a cool power.
2: Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, that's uh, all for the episode. Uh, we did get we did get one tweet. Oh, okay.
1: My computer's not doing well, so I'll I'll <laughs> okay. let you read that one.
2: Yeah, so we did get one tweet from uh, Tim Hernandez who asked the same question that I asked. Uh, how the hell did that female S.H.I.E.L.D. agent be shocked by aliens? Did she not hear about the Battle of New York? Which is a, a fair point. Uh, but the, w- the one thing I will say, that so this is Piper that he's, he's talking mm-hmm. about. She does look relatively young and the Battle of New York was four years ago at this point in the MCU. So Like, that memory has probably faded a little bit, and (laughs) they maybe haven't seen aliens since then if they're only level 3s rather than our our level 7 agent guys that deal with these things on a regular basis. So you can understand why she's a bit surprised. Whereas, like, it's a daily occurrence for the rest of the team.
1: Okay, I can work with that. Uh, Yeah, and I think... Yeah, like I, like I said earlier, it's not a, aliens aren't a daily experience, and it's probably her first uh, run in personal run in with aliens, and yes, she she has a reason to to freak.
2: Yeah, especially because they are right in front of her, whereas presumably she watched the events of the Battle of New York on TV. Right. But yeah, I do. I really liked how the. Gave some characters to some of the kind of background shield agents mm-hmm. that have just been kicking about. And, and I was totally surprised. And it was like, it was actually a bit of a breath of fresh air for the show to have like these different characters that we don't know who they are to pop up and actually get names. Like this one, Piper. Maybe they'll keep them. Yeah, maybe, they definitely
1: should. Maybe she's the one, Maybe maybe she will do the red shirt thing and be the one who dies in the spaceship.
2: The, there's every chance. I, I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a main character that dies, but still predicting me. Yeah, um, that's, that's my bet. As, uh, as long as it's not Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very upset if it's Fitz Fitz. So. But yeah, um, what did you think of this episode overall? I liked
1: it. Um... You know, it's starting to, we're starting to see everything come together, you know, typical S.H.I.E.L.D. formula for the season, which is uh, everything that's gone on for the last uh, 15 episodes is finally starting to make sense. And uh, I, I'm looking for it. It's getting me excited about the show again because it was getting to the point where it's like,
2: I don't know, it just wasn't hitting me right. Some weeks. Yep, to- totally agree. The last few weeks, I was exactly the same, kind of down on the show. And like last last week's episode, especially, was a, a kind of a real low one where I was just like, "Oh, this is really dragging." But this episode, I felt hit hit the nail right on the head, got all the story beats right, good action, good set pieces, and we got to see, like, Kree guys fighting, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, we, we really didn't
1: talk about the rubber suits.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Did you not like the rubber suits?
1: Uh, I felt v- it, it, it seemed like uh, something out of Buffy.
2: <laughs> A little bit, yeah. I liked him. I thought it was good.
1: So, uh, I was like, hmm. Did did, does, did Buffy let you borrow that from her set?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, compare them to Ronan. Like, I don't think yeah. they were any, any worse than Ronan was. Like, And he was in a multi-million dollar movie, so...
1: Yeah, well, his suit... He had a much better budget for his suit.
2: Yeah, but I mean, they used the same aesthetics and, and whatnot, and I thought it was absolutely fine. Hmm it was all right. I did like I did like their moves. Like they they were pretty handy with their yeah. I, I don't know what you'd call those things, their spear sword things. True. I did like the sword. I did like the axe. Uh I thought
1: it was I, I thought it was brutal that he uh used it on the ginger ninja.
2: Mhm. Yep. And um it, they kind of reminded me a little bit of of Yondu as well and the, mm-hmm. the fact that they called them Reapers as well. Like, they were the crew Reapers. is y- like, a different species from them, but...
1: Right, and aren't they Reavers?
2: Uh, oh, I thought they said Reapers. I could, it could be wrong. No, no, Yondu is a Reaver. Oh, he's a Re... Oh, yeah, he, yeah, right enough, yep.
1: So... But, yeah. It, uh, like I said, it's... Typical... Shield—it's it's a typical Shield uh, season uh, where everything ramps up at the end. I thought, I thought this year's mid-season finale was meh at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it was now. Uh, <laughs> what were we doing at the end of the season? Oh, we had just rescued Gemma. Oh and yeah, Ward Ward came back as Hive. Uh, yep. So um, that was an okay storyline, but this 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 one is so much better. You know, it's now we're getting into. Well, now we have aliens on the planet. We have uh, parasites planning on. Uh, poisoning the entire planet and turning everybody into inhumans it's becoming a uh an epic i get might be i i don't it's 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 good tv again i guess is the best way to put it
2: yes they're doing a lot of great setup work for mm-hmm. what i think is going to be an epic season finale you know it, it's the show you want to watch again uh Live, if you can. Mm, yep. Yeah. And um, so we've got one more episode now before the two-part season finale. Mm-hmm. That's that's correct, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then so, we get I'm, a I'm week real... off. Yep. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll move into Daredevil or...
1: We got... It. We'll, or, yeah, we'll... Yeah, we can talk about... It our plans off the air and firm them up. But yes, men with fear will be starting in June. Yes.
2: Uh, I highly recommend watching, watching dear devil. You can watch it along with us in, in the summer if you've not got around to it yet. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the season finale. And I hope, I hope beyond hope that we get a cameo. <laughs> like, cause that Samuel L. Jackson cameo back in season one, that was fantastic. And I'd love to see something along the s- similar lines. You know, when
1: uh, when they were showing the scenes from next week, I had to do a double take. I was wondering, uh, and I think it, w- it was Hive battling a Watchdog, uh, whether or not hmm. that was the Punisher or something. Oh, okay. I don't think it was, but that that would have been a uh, that would be a very cool crossover to pull off.
2: Yeah, that would be awesome. Don't think we'll see that, but you never know. No, yeah.
1: that th- and that's all they need to do. I mean, crossover, mm. crossover with the Netflix shows. We don't yeah, need definitely. we we don't mm-hmm. need Nick Fury. Yeah, that's great. You know, we would we'd would love to see Robert Downey Jr. or even Hawkeye or Black Widow, but uh, there's
2: nothing wrong with the Punisher. Yeah, oh, the one thing that I will say um, that they haven't done yet, which was teased in in that kind of flash-forward, S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't reinstated yet. Like, we still don't have anyone wearing a S.H.I.E.L.D. logo up to this point, so that has to happen next week, surely. (laughs) They go, okay, S.H.I.E.L.D. is back.
1: I'm going to guess that might be part of the fallout of the Civil War, but you know better than I do, and you're not allowed to say anything, so... Well, uh we'll reconvene next week on that point. Mhm. Yes. So. All right. Uh I guess we're out of here Andy. Yes. Andy, when you're not sucking the blood out of an alien, where
2: could people find you? <laughs> So you can find me on uh, 42 Level 1, Trying to Suck the Blood Out of Ali, every Tuesday at uh, 4.30 Eastern, one thirty Pacific, and 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, we talk about comics, TV shows, movies, and mostly video games. And you can find all our episodes over on allgames.com, as well as Stitcher and iTunes. I heard yesterday's episode was an epic long suck session, Andy. Mm -hmm. yes i was sucking
1: alley for four hours (laughs) (laughs) that's more than any of us ever wanted to know (laughs) god you made me uncomfortable with my own joke (laughs) jesus (laughs)
2: that's what i do turn it around (laughs) wow
1: excellent very very well played mr uh very well played. (laughs) Um, and I can be found every Tuesday night as well on allgames.com at 9 p.m. Eastern, doing the B-Team podcast with my co-host, Ryan, Fred, and Eli. We talk games. We talk tech. We talk some TV and movies. Uh, what movie? Did... Oh, Fred saw Ratchet and Clank, and we discussed the, the Ratchet and Clank movie early on this week. Nice. So... But yeah, uh, check us out. We have a good time there. Another show that I do uh, from time to time is the Social Dozen with twelve other, or, yeah, twelve other hosts. Where uh, we are randomly uh, mixed together for one show each month, for three or four of us each week, and we talk about various issues, things that things that interest us that probably don't belong on our normal podcasts. Um like communism
2: and socialism. <laughs> yes, if
1: you want to come on, I can, I can set it up that we have you on to discuss uh the the f- socialism and whether or not it's uh it, and its flaws. I'll just leave it at that. I can set okay, yeah, yeah. I can set that up. Um it's just finding another one or two people that are willing to debate that with us. But, uh, yeah, check it out. It is on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. Uh, I think it might air on the Geeky Antics Network <sighs> from time to time. Uh Check it out. Uh, we have a great time doing it, and like I, I like doing it uh, because I do get to talk about things like socialism, my my run for president, because mm-hmm. yep. you know you, you right. It looks like it's going to be Hillary, Trump, or Chip. That's a no brainer. I,
2: I, I vote Chip every day.
1: <laughs> keg, keg party at the White House.
2: <laughs> yep,
1: raging kegger. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, Check it out. We have a good time doing that. We will see you guys next week. And let's see. Uh, I don't care what uh, if uh, the ginger ninja is in the back seat waiting for you. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Besides, she's dead. You don't want to touch that anyways. Night, guys.